Begudel at Shabbos Parshat Kisei recording now the Shir from Thursday, which uh, due to slight uh, technical fault on my part, um, I managed to delete. I suppose there are lessons to be drawn from everything. How you can take a Shir which was a good three quarters of an hour with one push of the one or two pushes of the button to delete it. As we're now in the month of Elul, we know that Teshuvah, one sincere moment of Teshuvah can transform all those sins of the past. Gemara says that in fact the opposite can also be true, but I think that's the positive message I suppose we can take out of this. Um, we were at the top of Samach Aluf Um that's where Thursday Shir started. Just before we um, we start, we um, at the end of Wednesday Shir, we ended off with a story with Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said, "Come out of the Rachmana Letavo with all the Hakadosh Baruch Hu does it for the best." I suppose that's what we have to say in this situation. There must be a reason for everything. It all ends up for the good. Um, one of the the last things I'd just like to add to this uh, to this story is that this: we know that that uh, Rabbi Akiva had with him. He had a chicken. He had a, a lion, and he um, he had sorry, he had a chicken, a donkey and a um, torch, a, a candle. The Maharal writes, the Maharal writes, I think in Shah Bittoff, and he writes, that this wasn't a coincidence. We know that Rabbi Akiva was the leader of his generation. There must be something, there's some limit in this, in fact, it's more going to what the Ben Yoyodah will say, but there must be some limit, there was something, some deeper meaning in this. He says, we know the human being, as many other things, but we've got Chaymer and Surah. Chaymer is the material the raw mass with which we're made up. That is the chaymer, that's the chamer, that's the donkey. Then you've got the tzura, what we are, we are a human being. That's a time ago. A time ago is otherwise known as a gever. A gever is also a human being. We give the cockle, the understanding. And then there's the last part of the human being, which is the seichel, the spiritual part of the compartment of the human being. And that's the ner. Ner Hashem Nishma Sodom. The Nishom of a person is likened to a ner. Says the Maharal, you should know that Rabbi Akiva came to this town. There had been a decree, there was a decree hanging over this town that they were going to be massacred. And the Emes Rabbi Akiva was included in that decree. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu Baruch he allowed Rabbi Akiva to be redeemed from this evil decree by doing what, if you want, like a pidyan on Ephesh. A soul for a soul. His chaymer, he would lose his chaymer by losing his chamar. He would lose his tzura by losing his, ca- his, uh, his uh, chicken. And he'd lose his seichel by losing the ner. And through that, he as a person would emerge unscathed. This is what the Maharal says. And he ends off and he says, we see from here a raya to the idea of doing kaporis on, on Erev Yom Kippur with a chicken. A soul for a soul. The human being for that, for the time ago. All our sins are transformed, transferred onto that, onto the time ago. But then as we can take this just a little further. Because the Ben Yoyoda, that's the Ben Ishchai, he writes, as I said before, Rabbi Akiva wasn't just some person, he was the leader of his generation. He was, apparently, the writes to speak the Moshe Rabbeinu of his generation. 
what happens here must have been a message for the whole nation. And he says like this, he says that the lion is symbolic of Nebuchadnezzar. Allah Aryeh Subakai, the lion has emerged, has ascended from its thicket, that's Nebuchadnezzar. We've then got the wind, which put out the candle. That, he says, refers to Yovon, to Greece, to attacked us. And then lastly, but not least, you've got the Shunra, the cat. And this cat, Shunra, is the same Osiris as the word Rishon, which might, that's reference to Rome, to Esau. By Yitzhi, Hor Rishon, Admoni that is Rome. And I think, although he says, another possibility is, an, another sort of different combination has to, have to, um, how to explain it. But I think this fits so beautifully with, with what the Maharal says. Because we know Nebuchadnezzar, the truth is, Achashverish, the Gemara Megillah, also compares the Ari to the lion. This is Pras. This is Persia and, and, and Modai. They attacked us on a physical level. That's the story of Purim. When Achashverosh, Shushan, that's what it's all about. That was a, an attack on the physical Jewish people. That was the story of Purim. That's Achashverosh, that's Pras. And Pras is very much, the Gemara learned out, goes very much after physical enjoyment. That's what they represent. Then you have, the next stage, is the candle. The candle which we said represents the spiritual the philosophical, and there we were attacked by Yovon, by the wind, the wind representing Yovon. That was Hanukkah. When they challenged our religion, that's Yovon. And finally you've got Rome, who I believe the Maharal writes in their mitzvah, they're out to get us entirely. To destroy the whole gather, to destroy the whole human being. He's not bothered whether it's a religion or whatever, he just wants to get rid of the whole lot. That one may need a little more explanation, but it's they want to be Rishon. He so broiled us over the fact that we took the Bukhar. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending a message here. All these nations can attack us, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually, but they will never destroy us. They're able to destroy a physical structure of Etamikdash, but the Jewish nation will persevere and will continue on for all eternity. Continuing on into the Gemara now, the top of Samachalaf Pomodalus. The Omar of Huna Omar Rab, top line there, Mishum Rabinea. Lo'olam Yuyi, the Warab Shalodim, Watin of Nakorish Porku. A person's word should always be minimal before Akorish Porku. Shenem, as it says, Al Tavahil Al Picho. Do not let your mouth, Tavahil is an expression of like confusion coming from haste. Be too hasty. The Libacha Adyamaher, and don't let your heart be too hasty. To allow out the word before God. Because Hashem is up there in the heavens, you're down here on the earth. Therefore, your word should be few. What is Rabbi Meir coming to add on that which is written in the Prophet in Kohelet? So the God, first of all, he notes the portion of the sharp in the Prophet is, if you look at Rashi on the Prophet in Kohelet, he says the idea is, you shouldn't let out a harsh word against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But what about if I'm doubting HaKadosh Baruch Hu? About Kosha, I'm asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for something. That's what Rabbi Meir is coming to add. 
Always, including even a tefillah, even a bakosha, should be brief. The Ben Yehuda takes it further, and he says, even at a throttle, even at a time which seems to be an throttle, still la oilam yehu devar of ma'atim. Something you wouldn't have known from the pasuk. The Ben Yehuda, this also the Ben Eschai, he says further. He says la oilam tells me even if you're davening for others, despite the fact that we've talked about you've got to be an apikos when it comes to other people's needs. Not in this respect. Here. Your words should be brief. And finally, the Ben Yehuda says, there's another diuk here. It's not just Le'olam. It's Le'olam Yehu Devarov Shel Odom. Devarov, his word Shel Odom, an expression of Adom. It's only when it comes to things of Gashmius, then keep your words brief. And I think that's Merumus, I think that's alluded to in the Pasuk. Because Hashem is Bashomayim Imar, Hashem's up there in the spiritual realms. The Atal or if you're down here in the in the physical realms. The physical and spiritual if it's spiritual, you can ask as much as you want. That's everything to do with Hashem. The physical is obviously everything to do with Hashem. Khashoshan is to say otherwise. But it's the spiritual ultimately which will bring you close to Akhodash Barakul. So there, as we said, Hakha Pichalam al the Dibretel Ksiv, you can ask as much as you want. When it comes to things of Gashmir, they keep it to a minimum. And he explains the reason for this is because you have to understand it's a little similar we had in the Gemara earlier, early in this parak, that when a person bounds a long tefillah and he's ma'ayim bo, that raises a kitrug in shamayim. They start saying, "Oh, this person thinks he's so righteous. He's got so many tefillahs. Let's take a look at his ledger," and it can have the opposite effect. Therefore, keep your words brief. That kiwale kim ba shomayim imam. This is hazin. The makatrigim out there in shomayim when you're just down here. And therefore, it's a problem. Says the Benishchai. But from that, we can deduce that if a person davens quietly, it shouldn't be a problem. Then if you make a loud, you daven loud, aloud, then that's where the problem starts. So, Rav Nachman bar Avchista. Rav Nachman bar Avchista idarshan. My dukhsivot pshat in potluk. And Hashem, He forms man. The word Vayitzel is written by Shnei Yudim with two Yuds. Why? Because Shnei Yisrael and Bara Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu created a man two expression Yud is Yitzel, two inclinations. Echad Yitzel Tov and Echad Yitzel Ro. One good and one bad. So it's begun a beautiful idea. The Hanchil Ehavai Yesh. The Mishnah in Uksin says, Lahanchil Ehabai Yesh. Lechol Tzadik Vitzadik. For every single Tzadik, HaKodesh Borchul gives Shai Olavis. 310 worlds. And a person says the God acquires this through his two inclinations. Through the Yitzhah Tov and the Yitzhah Hara. The Yitzhah Hara, by breaking, by breaking your Yitzhah Hara, by quashing it, you acquire 300 worlds. That's the shift. And when you break, and when you listen, sorry, you listen to Yitzhah you acquire a further ten, ten worlds. I think perhaps we could say, you know, we've spoken about from Rabbi Gedali Yashar, the idea of the ideal relationship between Yaakov and Esau. Esau was there, his job was to fight the Yitzhah And I believe that's why in the name Esau you got the Shin, the Shin of the 300 worlds. There's no Yud there, there's just a Shin. 
Whereas Yaakov doesn't have a shin, he's got a yud. His job is to sit and work with the Yitzhah to sit, Ishtom, Yeshiva, Hodim, to sit and learn Torah. But when Esau bailed out and he told the Bukhari, he said, I don't want to pass in this, and Yaakov assumed both jobs, then he had to fight the side of Esau, he overcame the side of Esau, and he assumed what name? Yisrael. Because at that moment, we can take it even further, Yisrael obviously is the Yod and Shen at the beginning there. But it goes a little further. Because when he overcame the side of Esau, that was his own personal Geula. That was his own personal rectification to the extent that Yaakov tell us Yaakov he had now acquired his Shayolomus. He's overcome the Yitzhah and he's worked the start of the Yitzhah and therefore he was Yisrael. Yesh. That's the Yisholomus. But it says the God, it's alluded to in the word Yesh. Shayolomus. Shai, the Shin is Samal, is the left side. That's the Yitzhah which is always associated with the left of the heart. And the Yud is Yemin, is the right hand side. That's the Yitzhah which is associated with the right. And obviously, where we come from, the word Yitzel is Gematria 310. That's the idea. Says the Gemara, Maskevlorab Nachmvarab Yitzchok. See, Rab Nachmvar Yitzchok, he asked on this. He said that on the if that's the case, Behemoth, what about with the Behemoth? The Lokasi of Bar Yitzel doesn't write with the Behemoth anything about Bar Yitzel. Left Bar Yitzel, are you telling me it doesn't have a, any sort of inclination? Now, the Marashal speaks about, we do find the word Bar Yitzel. We do find, in fact, well, the Marashal says, it's not to say that we don't find the word Vayitza, in other words, with two yuds, because that's not a problem. We're trying to prove that it doesn't have a Yitza at all. Or we're questioning that either notion. Rather, you don't find the word Vayitza even with one yud by the Behemoth. So everyone asks on the Marashal, but we do. There is a possible where it says Vayitza, at least with one yud. So, whatever it means that the word Vayitza is not written by the Behemoth. Okay, they say possibly the word Vayitza means something else there, maybe it's going on the human being there, whatever the Peshat may be. But apparently, says the Gemara, you don't find the idea of Vayitza written by the Behemoth. So you're telling me it doesn't have a Yitzah? That's what Vayitza is all to do, is all to do with the Yitzah. But we see it damages, Venoshka and it bites, to Boato and it kicks, that's all the Yitzah around. Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi says, says the Gemara, rather, the reason why it's got two years is like Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi. So I'm Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi. Oidi mi yitri v'oidi mi yitri. Word to me from my creator and word to me from my inclination. What does this mean? So Rashi says, Oidi mi yitri. Second line down. Im eilech acha yitri. Word to me from my creator if I follow my inclination. Because obviously I'm going to have to give, one day I'm going to have to give to him a cheshpah. If I don't go after my evil inclination, uh, over, after my creator, sorry, if I don't go after my creator, sorry, again, if I don't go after my evil inclination, in other words, to make my creator happy, then oidi mi yitri. What am I going to do about my yitzahora? Hamiyanga eini berhorim, who's constantly tiring me out with thoughts of Averos, erroneous thoughts, They say Peshat is, because when it comes to Averis, if you do an Averis, it's not shy to say Oi. Oi means, oh, I've got no control over this. You do, you didn't have to do the Averis. But when it comes to Erorim, when it comes to erroneous thoughts, that they, they just pop into your mind against your will. Obviously the best you can do is try and divert your mind, get rid of the thoughts, but when they initially come in, there's nothing I can do about that. Oi, you need me That's point number one. Point number two, the Ben Yehoyada writes, 
It's true a person's going to get rewards for the Yagiyo, how hard he's having to work. So therefore, why are you complaining? He says, Pshat is like this. Because he says, Mimalashach, if I don't work on my middos, then Hashem's going to be very upset with me. But if I do work on my middos, the Yitzhahara is a genius. As you get rid of one bad middle, it automatically sparks off another bad middle. I work on my Anob, I become such a humble person that I become a Baal Gaiva, because I say, look how humble I am. I work on my Kanobs, being a zealot. And as a result of that, I become a Kalsan, somebody who's got a bad temper. You know, the Gemara says in Tanis, if you see a Thomas Kochel, and you see him getting into a bad temper, don't judge him badly, it's the Torah which is blowing up inside him. But the Gemara continues and warns the Thomas Kochel that you've got to keep a tab on it. Because that can have an effect and you'll naturally become a Baal, Baal Kaas. So therefore, what am I supposed to do? I don't work on my minutes? What am I going to answer my Creator? I do work on my minutes, look at what my Yitzhah is after me. That's how the Ben Yehoshua explains it. There's a little more, I'll see the Be'er Ma'am Chaim, the Be'er Ma'am Chaim, I saw. He says, you have to understand that, you may say, well, what's so terrible? On the contrary, the more you work, the more rewards you'll get. Like we just said. So we've got the Ben Yoyodin Shabbis. I think I'll peel the bit of my mind you can explain that this. He says, do you know, the battles you fight with your Yetzirah are only battles because you're not an Eiv Hashem. Some of you love Hashem so much, the Yetzirah can't get a foothold. He can't get his, a word in edgeways. If I'm talking to somebody and I don't stop and you're trying to interrupt, no one's listening to you. You can't get a word in. It's only because there's a gap between myself and our Kodesh Baruch Hu that the Yetzirah can get in. And that's why I'm having to fight these battles. So we could suggest Oili Mi Yitri is because perhaps you could even suggest Oili Mi Yitri is woe to me because of my gap. I don't have that relationship with my, my, with my Creator. As a result of that Oili Mi Yitri, look at what my Yitzhara can do to me. Perhaps you can even add that in. We know the Gemara says in Monophis that this world was created with, with the letter Hay. The letter Hay of Hashem's name. And as I think we mentioned in the past, the letter Hay comprises a Dalit and a Yud. And based on the Maharal, we've explained, not quite like the Maharal, but the Yud, the Yud represents spirituality, represents the Neshama, represents the Shekhinah, that's why Olam Abba was created with the letter Yud. It's a small little dot which is indivisible. And the Dalit represents the four directions. The, the directions which are, so to speak, confining the extent of that yud, how far the light of that yud shines. The four directions, he said, the Maharal talks, I think, the Dalit Malchias. I believe in this context, that refers to what we're talking about here. The yud is the Shekhinah, it's my Yodte, it's my Creator, it's my Neshama. The Neshama is the Chilik of Hashem. The Dalit is the limiting factor. That's the body. The body limits the, limits the effects of the Neshama, if you want. And you are put inside that letter, hey. And your job is to place the crown. You know there's a little crown on top of the hay? That's your job. To make the body completely subservient to the Neshama, so even the Dalit will take the crown. Even on the body, it's recognisable, the Malthus of Hashem. But that's the battle we're fighting. And if I pull myself towards the earth, the Dalit reacts. If I go towards the Dalit, the Yud reacts. Oili mi Yudji, oili mi But my toughness, my job in the world is 
to try and detach myself from the Dalit, or, as we said, make the Dalit subservient, to be Kavish the Yetzer, to be Mishtabed, Mishtabed the Yetzer, to the Yetzer, the Yetzer, to the Yetzer, to the extent, to the extent, um, that I become a Yehudi. What is a Yehudi? Yehudi is Yudke Volke, when the last hey, the Dalit and the Yud have become separated. I've revealed the Shekhinah, I've taken the Yud out of the Dalit. That's a Yehudi. The letter Dalit comes from the word Dal, to be poor. That's the body. The body is poor, it's limited, it's Dal. Yehudi is one above that. Dal is 34, Yehudi is 35. That is our job. Our job is to stop the body making us dull, to make us poor, limiting the Yud. It's to allow it out and above to become that next level up. That's the 35. Um, I, think, I think during the year as well, we sort of said at this point, we've had quite a few shots in. Uh, perhaps it's going to come again in the Gemara soon. I'll mention one or two other ideas when it comes up again. I think we've got the picture by now. Inami says the Gemara, or another possibility why the word Vayitza is written with two years is because Rabbi Yehudi Yobben Elazar, or Rabbi Yehudi Yobben Elazar, two parts of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, both of Marishin. Hakadosh Baruch creates a man with two um, faces, with two bodies in one. Adam and Chavu. One side is Adam, and the other side is Chavu. It's like Siamese twins joined at the back. How do I know this? Shenam, as it says, Achor of Akedem Tartoni, you formed me from the back and the front. The back was Chavo, the front was Adam, before they were split. So now we're going to discuss the creation of Adam and Chavo. So it says, Vayimena Hashem Elekim Esatzelo, we know that our Kodesh Baruch took apart, normally translated as a rib, we'll see in the Gemara that's not necessarily the case, that he took something from Adam and formed Chavo from it. So Hashem built up this Tzelo, and he built it into Chavo. Rabbi Shmuel, the Machlik Rabbi Shmuel, Chavo Maman said Paratzuf, it refers to the Paratzuf. He took the back part, the back face of Odom, and he made that into The Chazam and the other one said, no, Zonov. It was a tail. Odom Arishan used to have a tail, like any other animal, and Hashem cut off the tail and made it into Chazam. That's what happened. There were no two, two faces on Odom, just one face. And he had a tail. So the God, that's why the human being doesn't have a tail anymore. So it says the Gemara, Vishlam on the Mount of Omar Paras, so the sign according to one who says, there were it was, it was actually a part of it was like a Chavo had her own face on the body of Adam Marishan. Hainu Dechsidat Pshat in the Pasuk Achor Volked and Tartoni You formed me back and front. When we were when Adam was originally made he had Chavo at the back and Adam at the front. El Laman Adam but according to one who says Zodob she was formed from the tail My Achor Volked and Tartoni What's Pshat Achor Volked and Tartoni? As an unfortunate explained and all this both the Chiddush obviously he had a back and a front. Achor Volked and Tartoni must be telling me some Chiddush. The Bishnah will point to the other man, the with Siamese twins. That makes, that's a bit of a Chiddush. But what's the Chiddush in the tale? So answers the Gemara, because Rabbi Ami, goes like Rabbi Ami. So Omar Rabbi Ami, because Rabbi Ami says, Akhar the Maise Bereshit, Adam was created last in Maise Bereshit, because of Puranas, and he was first for punishment. Bishlama Akhar the Maise Bereshit, says the Gemara, that's fine, I understand what you mean by saying he was last in creation, that if we are Mali Shabbos, he was only created on Erev Shabbos, as we've learned. When everything, was, everything else was ready, he entered the scene. And of a Puranus, when you say he came first in punishment, Puranus am I, what sort of punishment are you talking about? If you think we're talking about the punishment of the Nochash, with the sin of Adam, but Tanya, but surely we've learned in the Brisa, 
Rebbe Omer, Rebbe says, the Gedula, when we're talking about greatness, we start from the greatest, with the Klala, and with the, with, when it's punishment, when it's curse, we start from the Kata. And we illustrate the point. The Gedula, the Tzivah derives, by Dabba Moshe, Moshe spoke to whom first? El Aaron, he was the greatest, to Aaron first, then to El Eloza, then to El and then to El Isoma, to Isoma was younger than El Oza. El Oza was going to be the, Obviously, he was the older, the greater, and he finished off Bama van Hesarin, the sons, his sons who were remaining, we know Nodam and Avi are being killed, and he told them, Kuchu, we're going to take etc. Now, the Marashal points out that if you really look at the Prophet just at first glance, you don't see any riot in there, because obviously he spoke to Aaron first, Aaron was the father, and then Elod and Esau, Elod was older than Esau, it doesn't, say that, it doesn't show me that you've always got to speak to the Pixula, you start from the God of first. He says, the fact that it says, Elohim Veli Soma, Bona Vane Sorim, says in Arashah, why can't it have just written, and Moshe spoke to Aaron, and to the children who remained? I know who the children who remained were. I know Nodham and Avi have been killed. Why does it spell out Elohim and Isoma to tell you, this is not to stump who is older. This is to tell you, you always start with the Godel, when it comes to Gaduri, you start with the Godel, you go in that order. Then says Rebbe, the Klola Maschim in Akot, when it comes to Klola, you start from the Koton. But Tchilo and his Kala Nochosh, because first the Nochosh was cursed. But if I say his Kala Nochava, then Chavo. But if I say his Kala Nochosh, then Odo. Now, the Marashah asks, why do we need Rebbe to come and tell us this? I mean, it's Psukim. Take a look at the Psukim, you'll see the Nochosh was cursed first, then Chavo, and then Odo. So what's Rebbe telling us that we didn't know? So he says, because we know there's a cloud in Muktam and Mokhabatoir, in terms of Kron, in, in terms of chronology, you can't bring a raya from the order of Sukkim. Of course there's an order to everything was not written haphazard, but in terms of chronology, you can't bring a raya. That's what the Marashat answers, and therefore Rebbe has to teach us this. They ask a question, they ask a question on this, and that is like this. Um, That the Gemara says in Psochim, no, I'm just going to tell you this very briefly, because as I said it's really more for the Gemara in Psochim, but it's just an amazing Yisrael to know. It's, I mean, a shaft Yisrael. And that is like this. The Gemara says in Psochim, it says, Emoktum Amochabatero. Rav Popo says, when do we say Emoktum Amochabatero? That's only in two different parshas, in two different enyonim. But within one big parsha, we don't say Emoktum Amochabatero, because if you don't say that, he says, then how are you ever going to be, ever, ever be able to dash in a Kalal of Prasa? Prasa Kalal, you know the things we say in the Yudgim Midos, Shatir and Nidash Aquan, whether we understand what they're talking about, but we say them each morning, Yudgim Midos, you've got Kalal of Prasa, Prasa Kalal, well, how do you know which one's first? Is it a Kalal of Prasa? Maybe it's Prasa Kalal, maybe it's just the other way around. So it must be within one Indian, at least it must be the, in the, the, uh, the order is, is correct. So in which case they ask, but over here, it's one possible which follows the other. It's all within one Indian. How can the Marashal say, Emoktam Amochabatero? So the Amas Eson, he answers with the Yisrael, and he says like this, he ha- you have to know this. He says, that idea that our Prophet says there, not everyone agrees with it. He says, that only, without getting into the whole Sugi there, that's Hashem we get to Stockholm, but, what you have to know is, that is only the, the Amachleks, when you dash and Kalal, Prat, Prat, Kalal, these sort of things, can you dash it even if they're far away from, another, uh, from one another, 20% apart. He says that Rebbe, who's the author of Abraisa, and Rav, who may have been, we've got Rav and Shmuel here, they both hold that you can darshan a Klal of Prat 
even if they are, sorry, you can't darshan it if they are far away from one another. I think it must go that way around. Says so the Abbas Esav, according to them, the whole thing of Rav Popa, there's no proof to it. And on the contrary, he brings the Thesis and Meikatot, which says, according to them, it could well be that you need the Kralaprat to be in, sorry, when do we say in Muktub? So according to them, it has to be in one pasuk. The truth is, what the Abbas Esav, there is one little assumption in it, it's not absolutely mukhach, as Shaft and the Gemara, but it's, it's, it's a very important yesoid. The Gemara, as I said, based on the Gemara, Stotham, Dathbov, I think, not Dathbov, Dathbov, but, um, but this idea that our Father said, that Hashem, remember that, that the Gemara of our Father, because there's no indication in the Gemara there. It's not necessarily everyone agrees with it. Whether we say, whether we say that within one Indian, or does it, is it only within one Possek? Now, obviously, over here, it's not within one Possek, they're very Stotham, and therefore the Maharashal can say, because it's not in one pasuk, and that's why we need Rebbe to say, even though you should know that the Nochash was cursed first, and then Chabo, and then Odom. Al Kalponim, the Gemara says, most definitely you see over here, that with punishment, Odom was not first. El al Puron is the Mabu, rather it's talking about the punishment of the Dara Mabu, because it writes, Vayimach is Kolayakum, and Hashem, sort of, what he wiped out, he dissolved all that. So they've risen up, Adomo, all that has been established on the face of the of the earth. May Adam the Adahimo from man until animal. Meaning Bresha Adam first man, the Adam and then animal. Last shot, Ochar Vokedam Tarboni says the Gemara. Ochar means we were created last, Vokedam means that we were first for punishment. And the truth is, the Gon says that really is very logical, because as we said in Tosa's stuff, Samach, on the base right at the top there with Ashi Yosef, Adam the Chochma, we said that Hashkolish Borokhu. Created the whole world first, and then you put Odom into it into this when the whole world was created because everything is there to serve us. So therefore, when it comes to punishment, Hashem is not going to remove anything from the world, all the animals and vegetation, unless there's no more human being. So once Hakadosh Baruch Hu kills off mankind during the Marble, then He kills off the Behemoth. The exception comes with Odom and the Nochosh because there the Nochosh was the source of the sin. Says the God, if the Nochosh was the source of the sin, so therefore it's understandable that the Nochosh should get punished first. But normally speaking, the Nochosh, the animal, is not the source of the sin. Even if the animals in the Daramabal also were completely, so to speak, corrupt and uh, unfaithful, that was only as a result of man, and therefore man was punished first, and the behemoth was just an offshoot. Says the Gemara, Bishlam Elamanda Omar Parzu. It's fine according to one who says that Chava was a different, as we said, the other side, different faith. As we said above, it's written by Yitzhak with two Yodin, one was Odom, one was Chava. But according to the one who says it was just a tail, what's the double Yod? So we answer again, Word to me from my Creator, word to me from my evil inclination, as we said above. The truth is, um, just to mention one or two other things, we we sort of mentioned afterwards, and that is that this, that the, the Benayol who says, he says, you know, there's certain mitzvahs which require both the Yetzirah Toiv and the Yetzirah For example, Oynik Shabbos. You know, there was, there was once a Chos who went to a certain Rebbe for Shabbos. He wanted to observe the way this Rebbe, he, he sort of, as they say, he would fear the Tish, how he, and after a very uplifting Friday night davening, he'd come home, and he sit down, and he Kiddush, who comes first, of course, the, the Kapilk fish, the Rebbe takes a little bit on, on the fork, 
And he says, Lechvoid, mein boich. Did I hear right? Lechvoid, my stomach? He's supposed to say, he got it wrong, he's supposed to be Lechvoid, Shabbos, that's what everyone says. Oh, he thought maybe he misheard. It comes to chicken soup, takes a bit on, the, on his spoon, and he says, Lechvoid, mein boich. He doesn't understand what's going on. And it went like this throughout all the Shabbos. By the time he came out of this Chos was completely disillusioned, maybe even thinking about leaving Chassid, definitely this Rebbe. What's going on here? He asked the Rebbe, he said, I, I can't keep quiet anymore. The Rebbe said, he said, do you want to know what my Gullit is? My Gullit is in the middle of MS. It's easy for a person to say, the Chvayit Shabbos Kodesh, and he looks very from. But is it really the Chvayit Shabbos Kodesh? You enjoy that. You're looking forward, you're hungry, you're looking forward to a nice piece of kefilt fish, a nice hot chicken soup, a nice piece of meat. It is the Chvayit Yorboich. And that's because our Kodesh Baruch Hu created us in order that we should want to have Oenek Shabbos, we have to have the spiritual side, the Oenek Shabbos, but also we've got to have the title for it, otherwise we wouldn't do it. So it's when it comes to the Mitzvah of Rabu. You know the Gemara says in Yuma, when they got rid of the Yitzhahara for Abed Uzzara, they also at the same time, they thought, let's get rid of the Yitzhahara for, for, uh, for our royals. So, you know, forbidden relations, for... But they weren't sure what the option would be. So they tracked it for a, for a few days, and they found they couldn't find any any ch- any um, you know no no chickens were, were laying any eggs. Because once you destroy it, there's no time for for intercourse at all, and there's no reproduction. So that's why Hashem created the taiva for tashmish. It's a spiritual action, but it has to have. The body's tied in order to facilitate it. And that's what it means, Oili Miyotri, Oili Miyotri, because it's a very difficult balance to get. On the one hand, to have the Kavana for the Mitzvah, whatever the Mitzvah may be, but on the other hand, not to let it be destroyed by the Taiva. One last idea, he says, I mean, he possibly says one or two others, but I'll just tell you one last idea. He says, we know the heart, we're going to learn Bethes Hashem further down, sort of next week Bethes Hashem, that the heart is the place of the is uh, is the place of the Yitzhah and the Yitzhah You've got a right side and a left side. Right atrium, right ventricle, whatever it is. So, the word leg is split into two. Leg is 32. It splits into two vi and vi. 16 and 16. The word oi comes from the word vi. Woe. And he says that's what it means. Vi di or oi di miyitsi or oi di But I'd like to add going to what we said above that man was, the world was created with the letter hay. You should know, as we said, the letter hay is a Dalit and a Yud. In the, if you write out the word Yud, Yud, Vav, Dalit, you've got a Yud there, and you've got a Dalit. And in the middle is the Vav. Meaning, man comprises a Yud, the spiritual part, the Neshama, the Shekhinah Shebekirvai, the Yitzhah and the Dalit, the limiting factor of the Yitzhah of the body. And the Vav in the middle is the Vav Achibur. It's the Vav which joins two things. Vav means and. That is, within the human being, you've got these two diametrically opposed um, sort of uh, elements which are combined through that Vav. And it's our job to try and balance it, but it's a terribly hard job. Oidi miyotri, oidi miyotri. And maybe, maybe, I don't know, but maybe that's where the extra Aleph comes. Vai and Vai, but ultimately it's supposed to be the Aleph, the connecting Aleph, to connect it all up. Maybe. Says the Gemara. This is the last one we did. 
It's fine according to the Manda Oma, the one who said the Chavo was made from a Parsuf. Hashem created them as a Zohar and a Kevo. Meaning that all of them originally created as a Zohar and a Kevo in one body. And according to the one who said it was from a tail, my Zohar and a Kevo Peroom. What does it mean, Zohar and a Kevo Peroom? Answers the Gemara, Kid Rabbi Abahu. Like Rabbi Abahu, to Rabbi Abahu, Rami, because Rabbi Abahu, he asked a stira, a contradiction. On the one hand, Ksibir writes, Zohar and Akiva Baraam, he created them, men and female, sounding like that we were created as two separate individuals. Ksibir then he writes, Keep it Telemelekim, Osayasa Then Hashem created man, but Telemelekim, the image of God. In other words, as one person, that's what it sounds like. Okay, so how we reconcile this? That's what it means, They weren't created two parts of him in one body. Originally, HaKadosh Baruch had in mind to create them as two. And in the end, they were only created as one. Now, obviously, that has to be explained. HaKadosh Baruch doesn't change his mind. He doesn't have a rethink and think, oh, that wasn't such a good idea. That's the way we talk about it, but HaKadosh Baruch is not like that. He knows right from the start. What does it mean, all of them are like this? And then he said, no, but I'll do it like this. What does that mean? So the Vilna God says, you should know a Yisrael. Wherever it says, all of them what that means to say is, that the Tachlis Hadovar was already in HaKadosh Baruch's mind right from the start. What does that mean? He says, let me give you a marshal. Let's say I'm going to make a... T- I, I, I'm going to... I'm... Um, ordering a table to be made. So I'm commissioning something to make a table. So there's four things you need. First of all, the chayna, the material. What are you going to make it from? Gold, silver, wood, stone, marble. Well, what are you going to make it from? Next thing is the tzura. We've got chayna and tzura. Tzura. What's going to be the shape of it? Is it going to be round? Is it going to be square? Is it going to be rectangular? Triangular? Hexagonal? Well, what shape? The third one is the pale. Who's going to be the worker? Who are you going to commission to make it? This artisan, that artisan, you've got to check it out. And the fourth thing, which is the final thing, is eventually you come to the tachlis. You've got the material, you've designed the shape, you've got the maker, and he, the, the artisan, he's made it, and now you come to the tachlis. What's it going to be used for? I've got this beautiful table, am I going to use it to eat at? Am I going to use it to work at? To learn at? What am I going to do? Or just leave it there for show? What am I going to do with it? But he says, the truth is, we all know that although the tachlis is the end product, that's when you actually use it, that was already in your mind before you even considered the other thing. Before you even considered what material you're going to make or what shape, the first thing you think of is, I need a table to eat at, or I need a table to... Based on what you need it for, then you start thinking, well, what material would be good for that? What shape would be good for that? Which artisan? So the tachlis is already all of the Says the gone, we have to understand the tachlis, we know that eventually all the Makabah was split into two. Okay? Eventually they split into two, whether it was from the tail, whatever way it was. But they started one, they were split into two. The tachlis was eventually that they should be split into two. That was what Ashkodesh Baruch wanted. When it said, not Hashem changed his mind. He knew right from the start they had to be created as one. When the tachlis had over was, they should be two. Why did they have to be created as one? So it's a God, because you know, you know that man and a wife, they have a very important partnership. The husband's job is the ish, but the yurt, he has to go and ruchniyot, he has to sit and learn. In part, so it's his children. Tamidim. And the woman, the ish, or with the hay, she has an equally important job 
of raising the children, making sure they're healthy, looking after a home, guarding what comes into the home, etc., etc. That's the job of the woman. But you know, for a woman to have a husband who sits and learns, he goes out to the base on Edish, let's say a husband who's, who's working during the day, so on his final he comes home at night, he wants to go out to learn. It's tremendous mysterious nafesh. The whole day she's had children screaming, she's had to tidy up her messy house, and now the husband comes home, she's tired, and he wants to go out and learn. It's tremendous mysterious nafesh. We have at the beginning of Brachot, earlier on, that what? That the, the women with what do they say, or to tchiyah samit, whichever shat you learn, it's because they wait for their husbands to come home from the base of Ezzers. It's tremendous mysterious nafesh. Now think about it. Why would Chavo be most nafesh for Odin? Why? Even if it's a very good friend of hers, should be most nefesh to that extent. Maybe we can make the partnership a bit, bit, bit fairer. So the answer is, the answer is, well, Akkadosh Baruch Hu did, that's why he made them as one body. Because now, they were so intrinsically connected, that even when they were separated, Chavah would realize she's working for herself. This Messiah's message is for somebody who's a part of her. But Akkadosh Baruch Hu couldn't leave them as one body, simply because of a practical problem. When she wants to go shopping, she can't go to the Beit HaMedish, so she ends up an impediment. And when he wants to go to the Beit HaMedish, how's she going to do the shopping? He'll come home, there'll be no food. So they have to be split as two. That's all of the machshama to chila levoyashanayim. The ultimate part is that they should be separated. So he can do what he has to do, and she'll do what she has to do. But, to get to that part, with Emma Hanami HaKadosh Baruch, when you write from the start, they have to be made as one, so eventually, they could get through to that pathless. In the next year, which we Taka has on this morning, on, on a Friday, we gave, we continued on, or with, with a uh, sort of expanding on that idea into a slightly, slightly different, uh, from, from a different angle, um, sort of on t- using the Gaon as, uh, as a starting point. But that's our proponent of the Gemara is the time being that shot in this, uh, this idea of of the Batschila or of Machshava, not half the shot ever to think that Akkadosh Baruch had a change of mind. Have a very good Shabbos and a very good walk.